Welcome to the Judge John Hodgman Podcast. This week, a live episode recorded at the Variety Playhouse in Atlanta, Georgia. We have some excellent cases for you, and we're joined on stage by special guest Amber Nash from Archer. Yay! Yeah, I know. It was incredible. Love her. This is a really, really fun night in Atlanta. It's always fun in Atlanta. You know what they call Atlanta, Jesse? What do they call Atlanta? Hot Town. Hot Town, Georgia. I've heard that too. Hot Town, Georgia. <laughs> so enjoy this live episode from Hotville, Georgia, USA. Let's go to the stage of the Variety Playhouse in Atlanta. Atlanta, Georgia, you've come to us desperate for justice, and we here at the Variety Playhouse are ready to deliver. Let's bring out our first set of litigants. Please welcome Brian and Kelly. Tonight's case, clothing arguments. Brian files suit against his wife, Kelly. When Brian is folding laundry, he places the folded clothing in piles around the house. Kelly likes to knock the piles of laundry over onto the floor. (laughs) Brian would like this to stop. Kelly insists it's all in good fun. Who's right, who's wrong? Only one can decide. Please rise metaphorically as Judge John Hodgman enters the courtroom and delivers an obscure cultural reference. Loss, cat, speckles, does not call when come, limps, dirty, not tag, reward, needs medicines, phone, call ward, 404-538-4889, bailiff Jesse Thorne, please swear the litigants in. Brian and Kelly, please rise and raise your right hands. Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you God or whatever? I do. Yes. Do you swear to abide by Judge John Hodgman's ruling, despite the fact that rather than washing his own clothes, he simply grows a new set? (laughs) Yes. Judge Hodgman, you may proceed. Brian and Kelly, you may be seated for an immediate summary judgment in one of yours favors. Can either of you name the piece of popular culture that I paraphrased when I entered this courtroom? Brian, you go first. What's your guess? I'm going to guess that that is a lost advertisement for your cat when you were a child. You're presuming that I was, as a child, an extremely negligent cat owner. <laughs> no, sir. I was losing cats all the time. Is that what you're trying to imply? No, sir. Cats no. Tend my, to... my cat, Pokey, stayed at home. <laughs> In no way was that cat lost ever. Oh, we'll say lost cat poster. Okay. How about that? We'll put that into the guest book. <laughs> there, I wrote it down. <laughs> now, Kelly, what is your guess? I will say a lost cat ad on Craigslist. A lost cat ad on Craigslist. He already got lost cat ad. Hmm. <laughs> we'll a that reverse, into. a trick to get someone to find a cat and give it to you. A trick? This I like. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly, I like the way you think. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> yeah, if only there was a place to get cats. No, it's impossible. <laughs> well, if I come up with the right trick, I'll no. find one. <laughs> as, as we all know, all the cats in Atlanta are owned. It's impossible. <laughs> it's not like they're just wandering around in a colony out in that alley right now. 
There's a waiting list for cats in yes, Atlanta. It's I very know, sad. I, I know. So the way to do it is I'm going to put a poster saying lost cat, and I'm going to make it very, very sad and also very, very poorly spelled. Yes. And I'm going to have the picture of the cat be so blurry, someone will, someone will look at their own cat and go, oh, maybe this cat belongs to someone else. <laughs> Even though I've had this cat since I was a kitten. <laughs> Maybe this cat was lost, and maybe I better give it to this stranger. All right, I'm finding Kelly's favorite. <laughs> Preliminarily. Preliminarily. Thank you. It's yours. I have a, I have a long way to go. Why are you doing that? <laughs> Let the record show for those listening at home that Kelly made hand paws. <laughs> Kelly, when she said, I have a long way to go, and then she sort of went, <laughs> Kelly, I'm obligated to ask you to shut your paw hole. Oh! <laughs> the answer is, it is not a lost cat poster, nor is it a fake lost cat poster. <laughs> it is specifically a lost cat poster. <laughs> specifically... A meme before there were memes here in Atlanta. Uh. A, a piece of viral art that was posted all over Atlanta by an artist named R. Land. Oh. And you see, you see. And how do I know this? Well, obviously I know the history of Atlanta very deeply. <laughs> it is the ancestral home of my father-in-law and the rock. <laughs> No, it's because they have a big blow-up of it in the green room. Oh. <laughs> and, and luckily for me, our friend Chuck Bryant from the Stuff You Should Know podcast brought us some barbecue from Fox Brothers. And, uh, and he said, oh, look at that, the Lost Cat poster. I'm like, what's that all about? And he told me the story so oh. I could trick you. <laughs> That's I right. Win. Telling you about something, it's his profession. Yeah. <laughs> I win. So, well, so we have to hear your case, so I'm not sure if I win. <laughs> Sounds like that was some stuff you should have known. <laughs> so, you come before this court, Brian, you seek justice. I may note that you have some laundry on this stool here that you brought with you from home, I presume. Yes, I do. So tell me the nature of the dispute. So, I... I am very particular about folding my laundry. Yeah. Our laundry. Yeah. I am the laundry... Czar. Yeah. Laundry czar. <laughs> Thank what, you, sweetie. What neighborhood of Atlanta do you live in? Buck Buck? Or uh, Operetta? Or where? Cabbage Patch? What neighborhood of Atlanta do you live in? I, I, I'm sorry to say we don't live in Atlanta. What? <laughs> oh, no wonder you know nothing of Lost Cat. Yes. Where do you live? That's okay. A lot of great Atlantans don't live in Atlanta. It's Atlanta <laughs> Braves, for example. <laughs> Sporty trash talk from Jesse Thorne. <laughs> the bailiff of baseball. But you're the czar of laundry. Where? Uh, we live in Tallahassee, Florida. Tallahassee, Florida? Yes. All right. <laughs> I agree with you. It sounds like a terrible place. <laughs> but there's no reason to boo these visitors from afar. We're all friends and neighbors here. And I'm sure it's... Is Tallahassee the capital of Florida? Yes, yeah, it's the capital. I still got it. <laughs> 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 Bismarck, North Dakota. 
We sometimes refer it refer to it as Sadahassee, though. Sadahassee doesn't even track. <laughs> Sadahassee. It's for sad to be there. No, no, I, I get the concept. Oh! <laughs> you should call it Thalahassee. Oh. Right, a little more up to date. Why are you here? You're not here just for this, are you? Yes. What the what? Yes. Thank you very much for yes. coming. I, I'm sorry that I've been so cruel to you so far, <laughs> but it's all part of the job. We love it. It's how I put. It's how I stress test you into telling the truth. <laughs> so this laundry comes from Florida. Yes. Wow. <laughs> Hang on. Let me feel it. John, are you surprised that this laundry made the trip from Florida, or is simply that there is laundry in Florida? <laughs> I love the state of Florida. You can read all about it in my new book, Medallion Status, out now in hardcover in all editions. Uh, yeah, those feel like Florida socks to me. All right. So this was the closest place that you could come to on the tour. Correct. Oh, fantastic. Well, thank you for being here. Thank you for having this fight. Um, you, <laughs> you're the laundry czar of Fallahassee, Florida. Yes. And you, you fold the laundry nicely. Yes. And according to the affidavit that was presented to me, Kelly, your wife, knocks the laundry over willy-nilly for her own amusement. And not only does she do it, but this ties into Lost Cat, you do it in a particular way. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 <laughs> I know where this is going. Explain to the audience how you knock over the laundry. Well, I start, usually he'll leave the laundry stacked on like the arm of a couch or the edge of a coffee table. Yes. So he'll leave the room and I'm like, where did he go? He's been gone for such a long time. And I'll, you know, meow, meow. No, I don't know. (laughs) You say you know, I do not know. Now you do. I mean, John, you're a married man. You know that married couples (laughs) meow to each other when one leaves the room. And then I'll just continue to just kind of push, push, push. Go ahead. Look. <laughs> Let the record show. If it takes long. She's made paw hands and she's knocking. <laughs> and then I'll just kind of keep going until he shows back up. Well, and it makes a nice little plunk when it falls. We have wood floors at home too. It just goes clunk and it's hilarious. You. <laughs> I don't know what to say, madam. <laughs> There's a lot to unpack here <laughs> that you brought in this dysfunctional suitcase from Tallahassee. Thank you. Thank you. It's our gift. <laughs> Brian folds the laundry, and then when, you, when he leaves the room, you transform into a cat. Yes. <laughs> you meow. And you make paw... You, she's so let the record show. She's so making the, fun. the paw hands again. Yes. And as a cat might, you paw the laundry onto the floor, and not only do you paw it on the floor, you don't just wipe it off the table like a human would. You test it like a cat would, and it's like one piece of laundry at a time, and it goes plunk, plunk. She's enjoying this a lot. It's like the, the look on her face right now is one of pure pleasure as I describe <laughs> this hobby. And then you say that it is hilarious, but you are the only one in the room. <laughs> I've been abandoned, so I have to do And then Brian comes back and he goes, ah, that's funny. My (laughs) wife once again transformed into a cat (laughs) and undid all of my hard work. This is not strange or terrifying at all. (laughs) 
Brian, <laughs> when did you discover that Kelly was doing cat cosplay with the laundry at home? Judge, this has been going on for at least 20 years of our 20-year relationship. <laughs> 20 out of 20. Yes, sir. We met in college, and so it's pretty much been happening... No, I don't know. Pretty I close. I would say 10 years. Ten I used years. to do the laundry. You used you to do never, the laundry. And well, I got it t- he no, took over. That, um, well, go ahead. <laughs> now I want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Well, Just <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. Let the record reflect that Judge John Hodgman or Kitty John Hodgman, Judge John Kitty, John, Judge John Hodgecat. Uh, oh, nice. Batted the laundry into the crowd, then uh, in the crowd, a chant of throw it back, throw it back emerged. And it reappeared on stage. I don't know why you threw the, the, the socks back onto the stage. First, it was a child who did it. Yeah. It was, a, it was a young person who got the socks. And rather than clutching the socks to his, to his young body, hooray, free socks for me. So clean, so fresh. Washed by Brian himself in Tallahassee. <laughs> You're like, you know, get these socks away from me. They came right back on stage. Neatly folded, I would say. <laughs> you know, the child did not fold them. I'm going to make you fold all this garbage right back I, up, Brian. Well, Judge, I would like to demonstrate the time I put into folding the clothes and how important it is to be nice and neat with your cl- folding clothes. Well, you're talking about doing some folding on a purely audio art form. <laughs> yes, I will describe it in perfect Perfectness. You will, des- you will describe it as you are doing it. Just as you just described how you would describe it. <laughs> With perfect perfectness. Yeah. Perfect perfectness. All right, Brian, I would like to see you pick up these clothes and fold them and describe them with perfect perfectness, but I don't think you can do it with these waters on the... Oh! Would you like to do one? Oh, let's do it together. It's really fun. We knocked the water off like cats. And now we're married. All right, Brian. Fold the laundry, dude. Brian's grabbing some laundry from the middle of the stage here. Placing it on a stool. He's moving quite deliberately, I'll be frank. So I will just demonstrate a t-shirt. Because t-shirts are very important. Let me pull out my NPR. We know what t-shirts are and why they matter. That's not our concern. (laughs) What what is the t-shirt that you're buzz marketing right now? Well, this is my very first t-shirt I got on my very first pledge drive for an NPR station in Jacksonville, Florida, where we lived before we came to... WJCT Jacksonville. (laughs) Does that station carry NPR's number one program, Bullseye with Jesse Thorne? Yes. (laughs) Wonderful. God bless it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry that I gave you heck for living in Tallahassee. I hadn't realized you had previously lived in Jacksonville. <laughs> Jacksonville, I have been to. Oh. I know what that is. Although the Ibex Ethiopian restaurant in Jacksonville is wonderful. Just a little travel tip for you. All right, so is this how you would normally fold your laundry on your lap like that? Yeah. 
Well, it depends. If I'm sitting on a couch and I'm not close to a table, then I could fold it this way. Okay. Sometimes I'm at a table, a coffee table. Right. Okay. But this is how you're going to do it now. This is how I'm going to do it. All right. It's so tell easy. us about the incredible way so you fold t-shirts. So this is how you fold a t-shirt. I've been, I was trained for three and a half months on how to do this. You take one. I'll hold my question. You take one sleeve and you fold the sleeve in and then yeah. you take the other sleeve and you fold the sleeve in. Yeah. Then you go from the bottom of the shirt and you bottom take of the, the bottom of the shirt yeah. and you fold it up to the top of the shirt. All right. Right? Mm-hmm. And then you take the bottom of the shirt that's currently folded right. and you fold that back up to the top of the shirt. Okay. Then you put that on your one leg. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And this, you, is, this is a real lap only method. <laughs> and then you fold one end over. Yeah. And then you fold the other end over. Yeah. And then you have a very nicely six by six folded t-shirt. Holy moly. Beautiful. Yeah, dude. I'll give you a Netflix series. <laughs> All right. I'll take it. Totally. I'm going to knock that thing off. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I could play around with you all day. You're obviously both adorable. <laughs> but Kelly, you must acknowledge that this is disruptive. Absolutely. <laughs> I didn't realize, of course, you not acknowledge it. It's disruptive on purpose. Why are you doing this to your husband? Because I don't want him wandering off, and he can be very, very serious, and it just brings a little joke into the, the house. You really we, are a cat at heart, aren't we, you? We, <laughs> like, because I don't want him wandering off. <laughs> He's warm, and he feeds me. <laughs> it's, in, it's infuriating that he goes away. <laughs> Also, why is that door closed? Ah! I'm gonna bat at it for a while. <laughs> Kelly, are there other contexts in which you display cat-like or cat-style behavior? No. Um, just, <laughs> I don't you want to say. No. No, do no. I have to say? No. Um, I no. might just, you know, it's a little hello. Just <laughs> throughout the day, like it's just like we don't have children. We have time together. I think at the end of the day, that's the moral of this story. (laughs) (laughs) What I have noticed about people who don't have children Mm -hmm. is that they get pets. They don't become a pet. Oh, Oh, I've been doing it wrong. Yeah. Oh, doing it wrong. It's actually not the case that you have to trick people into giving you cats. How does it make you feel when you, obviously you take care. What does doing the laundry mean to you, Brian? You say you trained for three and a half months. Well, I, I was in the Marine Corps for, for four years. So oh, that's I how I learned to fold laundry. Oh, wow. Okay. Thank Before you that, service. I was a slob. Before that, you were a slob. Yes. And so when you fold laundry, you are turning chaos into order. Yes, so I got a perfect example of this, Judge. All right. When I was a child, yes. I played with Lincoln Logs. Uh-huh. Some of you may remember what Lincoln sure, Logs are. Sure, the worst are. toy. Yes. And so I had, had a box. The best log cabin themed toy. <laughs> that could be. <laughs> so I had a box of Lincoln Logs, and I would dump them out, and yeah. it gave me great pleasure to sort the Lincoln Logs into the piles of like-sized logs. So I've It's owned... amazing that you found each other. This is wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is quite, uh, yes. You, bo- you both have very specific brains. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So I've always tried to find that type of order. And when I met Kelly, and I would disagree that we have all, she's only been doing this for 10 years, because I think I could say I've pretty much been doing the laundry since we met. It's been my role to fold the laundry because often the laundry would be in the laundry basket and then it would be back in and the laundry basket. And you would find Kelly basket. lying in there? <laughs> <laughs> Let the record show that Kelly's thinking That's about not it. Not like that. <laughs> yeah. And so it gives me great pleasure and really is re- relaxing for me to fold the laundry. So now so he gets to do more of it. It's more perfect. folding? It's perfect. So win win. How do you? But so Kelly is arguing that her knocking the laundry over gives you more work to do, so you should feel happy. Is that how you feel? Mm. There are times when I'm very angry when she knocks over all of the laundry that I just folded. Uh huh. <laughs> I can tell by your high voice. <laughs> and that, there, that's some Marine Corps training right there. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Were you in the passive aggressive corps? <laughs> Your commanding officer was like, don't shoot until you see the whites of their eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, we'll go to Tipperary. It's not long at all. (laughs) (laughs) That was a little Marine Corps humor. Mm -hmm. Ryan got it. Very nice. Ryan got it. Collecting on that death insurance. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It makes you feel angry. Have you expressed to her that you, you don't want her to do this? I have asked her, yes. I've asked her in mid-paw swipe to say, stop, don't do that. Um, and, and she still does. Yeah. Then yeah. I get that eye contact, and it's just like... Right, Whoa. right. You want that eye contact. Because you don't like it when Brian isn't paying attention to you. Right. Does Brian not pay enough attention to Brian Kitty Brian is a very busy, hard-working man, and... I'm often waiting for him for long periods of time to come home. So when he is home, he travels a lot. He has a very important job. What is, what is your job now? I am the... Um, Vice what, what President of the United States of America. <laughs> no. <laughs> God, no. Uh, I work for the, uh, the State uh, you know, Teachers you, Union in Florida. Oh, okay. And I'm the director of the organizers that work out in all the different You're hemming and hawing around this and your background in the military makes me feel this is a cover story. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. <laughs> I, um, I uh, travel to Eastern Europe a lot. <laughs> I'm a uh, trench coat model. <laughs> so the State Teachers Union, Yes, you, you work for the State Teachers Union. Yeah, I direct all the organizers and people that negotiate contracts and things like that out in the field. This crowd is a huge fan of Florida State Unions, so. (laughs) Kelly, what do you do all day when Brian is gone? (laughs) Aside from sit in the windowsill, sit in a shaft of light on the carpet, (laughs) stare into space, (laughs) paw at bugs. I, I, I am a second grade teacher. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> so that makes this even worse because... Do you ever do your cat act in the classroom? No. Or is that just for home? That's just for home. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> it says here that sometimes Brian zones out. What does that mean? That means he's ruminating about things that are going on and he's thinking about problems that he has to solve and right. he'll just, I'll just find him in a, like 
on a corner, like on his phone, looking at it. And right, and he's not entitled to a private no, life. No, he of is course not. not. Right. Well, we do, we set aside a lot of time for him to get work done on the weekends. I'll say, "Do you need time to work this weekend?" Yes, of course. And so I'll say, "An hour? Will that mm, two hours?" That will probably be all right. And then it's like, can I have 15 more minutes? But then on top of that, we're also disappearing into the ether of the house. And it's not a big house. so. You pretend to be a cat and knock laundry off. That's what we're talking about here. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you're, trying, you're trying desperately to make this into Brian uh, being distracted in life and that you, are, and that, you have con- that you have contrived this routine mm-hmm. in order to bring him back into the happy present rather than being lost in his own thoughts. Is that correct? That's correct. And you've done this, you, you say for 10 years, Brian says for longer, since you have been cat knocking the laundry off the table, has this helped at all? Well, it's much better than, Brian, where are you? Why don't you come in here? Where did you go? It's, not, it's like the non-naggy approach. So it's just like some sounds and the consequence of laundry on the floor. Instead of, meh, 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 meh. Those are the options. Those are the, those are the only two. <laughs> it's, it's the, the classic binary, binary situation. Yeah. <laughs> See, I'm trying to determine whether what you are saying is true, and that you're trying to bring Brian back into your life a little bit, or whether you're just another lying cat. Oh. <laughs> because you're doing this for your own amusement, and the effect of Brian's frustration, which is enjoyable to you. <laughs> Brian is very serious and when I first met him he did not know how to make a joke laugh at a joke have any type of humor in his life whatsoever so it, I, take, I took it upon myself to allow him to enjoy that part of life and he's Brian? a much funnier person now <laughs> you do have a big smile on your face I do obviously the two of you are very much in love Yes. You must have known, being a person who was conditioned to love, or who loved order from an early age, and then sought out a regimented life in the armed forces, and now take the greatest pleasure in making clothing flat. (laughs) But you must have known that this is who Kelly was when you got to know her. Would, Would it be fair to say it might be why you were attracted to her? That she is an agent of chaos? Oh... Oh, I don't know. Um, I did know that she definitely, I, in your words, an agent of chaos, I would agree. But I would also say that, you know, she also, like she testified that she did teach me how to laugh and be not so serious. So that was, yes, one of the things that made me want to be a part of her life. Great. Mission accomplished. So now you can stop with the cat act, Kelly, right? <laughs> Doesn't that seem like a good outcome or no, Kelly? Yes, that sounds like a good outcome. So you would be perfectly fine if I ruled in Brian's favor and said you may never do this again? Uh. No. Let let the record show that Kelly took some time to groom herself. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm not sure she may have licked her hand at one point. (laughs) Brian, that is what you would like me to rule, right? But how, how would you have me rule? I've thought a lot about this, Judge. So at the minimum, I would want her to not do it if I told her not to do it. <laughs> like, the bottom line is... You, you said you that want, with perfect perfectness. 
<laughs> you want like at minimum absolute power. <laughs> but if there's something more than that, you'd entertain it. I hadn't thought about it like that. Um, let me let me ask you. There are times when she does this, and it does make me laugh because it is funny. Yeah. So he said grudgingly. <laughs> but then there are times when she does it, and you have asked her not to do it, and she does it anyway. Yes. And how does that make you feel? That upsets me. Yes. Fair enough. Oh, all right. Yeah. Then, yeah. Okay. So, you would have me rule then that she respect you as a human being? Yes. But she does that for the, for the majority of the time. Does this cat routine manifest in any other ways? Remember, there are children here. So. Oh, well. I, there's a similar behavior that I think is relevant to the case. Yeah. And that would be when Kelly was a child... She has a younger brother, mm-hmm. and her younger brother also, I think, craves order, and he would set up his action figures, and her and her sister would purposely move them around and turn them backwards and put them on other sides, and that would make him very angry, and she would be very happy about that. And he you, would chase us around the house. He would just one, because he had a massive little... Collection of action figures. Collection of action figures. Mm-hmm. And just to move one, and then... I mean, we were very small. And then he would yeah. chase us around the house. Well, mm-hmm. you had destroyed his setup. Yes. <laughs> I know about setups. I have three <laughs> children. <laughs> <laughs> I, I enjoyed how you rubbed your paws together as you were relishing <laughs> the memory of torturing your little brother. Is this just reenacting the same pleasure that you enjoyed as an agent of chaos as a child? Is it not true, kitty cat, that you would do this whether or not Brian zoned out? That you see that pile of laundry and you just want to knock it over? Hmm, Having the laundry on the arm of the chair, he could put it on the... in the middle of the table instead of on the edge of the table. Can we, can we, Kelly, take a look I, at this? Because I, I know that oh, you submitted no. some evidence. Was oh, this thank you. your evidence, Brian? Uh, I think it's kind of joint exhibits. Okay, let, let's take a look here. So right, here's... Here's, <laughs> here's, here's... Here's Brian. And all these photos are available at the Judge John Hodgman page at maxifun.org, <laughs> Instagram.com slash Judge John Hodgman. Here's Brian folding some shirts, and there's Kelly in the background. <laughs> No, that's, that's your cat. That's Ladybug. Ladybug? That's a, yeah, everyone likes that cat. Oh. Here's, some, here's some laundry on the side of the table. This is, this is a tempting situation for you, right? Yeah. And even Ladybug is like, I want to knock that laundry <laughs> off that table. Ladybug's got a, a, a cute torty coat, and she's perched on a, a side table that looks a lot like a packing box. <laughs> She really liked that box, so we haven't thrown it away yet. Oh, okay. I, I, can, I can tell who's in charge in this house. <laughs> Next slide, please. Uh, here's some more precariously placed, nicely folded laundry. I mean, now I'm beginning to understand a little bit. Like, you're asking for trouble in this situation, aren't you? Yeah, and is you this like it. laundry edging? <laughs> it's, it's literally laundry edging. Yeah. Yeah. Next slide, please. Oh. <laughs> all over, 
I mean, these are shots taken, I presume, on the same day of different piles of laundry near the edges of anything. This is a cat paw honey trap that you're laying. Next slide, please. Now there's just some laundry on the floor. That's after it's been batted over. And I can see how those hardwood floors, particularly those, those heavy, thick terry cloth towels, would make a very satisfying thump as they hit the floor. Like, uh, you know, Kelly's feeling some ASMR yeah, right now over it, yeah. Next slide, please. Oh, some more laundry on the floor. Bad kitty, bad. <laughs> Next slide, please. All right, those are all, that's all the evidence. John, I am like 95% certain this episode is going to spawn at least one new subreddit. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you know, look, Judge Sean Hodgman is a family-friendly podcast, but it is to say it is not child-averse. We talk about adult stuff that we believe children can handle. And listen, all these children in the front row, I think, understand. It is hard to ignore the erotic aspect of this game. (laughs) (laughs) This is a highly charged personal game of cat and mouse that is going on. Where Brian is leaving, obviously knows knows the placement of laundry that is going to trigger this behavior and you're leaving it there on purpose, aren't you, sir? I have a, yes, I do leave it there longer than it should be. Why don't you put it, Kelly, sincerely, you're under Facos. Yes, sir. Would you, Judge. If, if the laundry are in the middle of the table, I mean, where, that's not would as you fun. leave it alone? Yes. All right. It's I think I've heard age. everything I need to in order to make my decision. I'm going to go into my uh, enclosed uh, kitty litter box in the laundry room. I'll be back in a moment. Right. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman exits the courtroom. Brian, how are you feeling about your chances in the case? Uh, I think I have a pretty good shot. I, I, I think that um, the behavior is... Um, adorable. Yeah, okay, it's adorable. But yeah, I, I'm feeling pretty good about my chances, Jesse. Kelly, how are you feeling? It's been a whirlwind. I, I'm, I'm not sure what's happening, so I'm just going to wait and see. <laughs> well, we'll see what Judge Hodgman has to say about all of this. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman re-enters the courtroom and delivers his verdict. When this case was presented to me, first of all, I did not know they were Floridians. I'm sorry. (laughs) When I come to a town like Atlanta, I'm not here to present you with strangers. I want to see locals. I'll come to Tallahassee one of these days. That'd be great. I want to see, I want to hang out in your house. (laughs) I also had a very strong feeling. At last, a case in which there is a heterosexual married couple and the dude is right. (laughs) Finally. Finally. Because how could one justify this behavior? This open flouting of folding as an only child consumed with a respect for the rules and order who has never had anyone come into his room and mess up his setup. I feel very powerfully for Brian. And also, you know, I, you, need to, you need to make a video of yourself folding that shirt and some other stuff 
so we can put that on the website so people can see your technique because I think it's good and I think it's your new career. Oh, all right, thank you. And then at the end of the video, I want you to walk out of the room and then have Kelly come in on her little cat feet and knock that off because I think that YouTube is, channel is going to be huge. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we all appreciate the work you do for the teachers union in Florida. We all appreciate the work you do teaching in second grade. Once this YouTube channel becomes a huge phenomenon, and it will, uh, you will be fired from both of your jobs. Yes. <laughs> but it will be worth it. It will be worth it. You are going to become, you are going to become streaming millionaires. People, because what I have seen on this stage is. That laundry really needs to be on the floor. <laughs> and Brian, you are adorable in your folding. And Kelly, you are adorable in your pawing and you're knocking off. And I have to say that unconsciously, Brian, I think that you are encouraging this because of all the evidence I saw of you leaving that laundry around in places where a cat wants to knock it off. <laughs> You could fold that laundry on the floor. Then what's she gonna do? <laughs> oh, I hadn't thought about that. You hadn't thought about that. I've seen your house, you've got a lot of floor. Lot you can fold floor. it on a table and just put it on a floor. And then look and then lock eyes with her and go, what are you gonna do now, kitty cat? <laughs> and then what happens after that is up to you guys. <laughs> No way on earth am I going to order this behavior to stop. <laughs> However, Brian is not asking for the behavior to stop. Brian is asking to be recognized <laughs> not as a source of food and shelter <laughs> and kibble, but as a whole human being who, when he speaks English to his human wife, <laughs> please don't knock this laundry off, that that wish would be respected. And I, first of all, ordered that you respect Brian's human wishes if he expresses them. Yes, Judge. There may be a time when he just turns around and he does not see it coming. <laughs> Whoa, what a mischievous cat can get up to then. And as well, Brian, you should undertake any techniques you wish to make sure that the, the laundry is unknock offable by putting it on the floor or putting it away or leaving it in the middle of a table because that's where a cat can't get at it. Cat doesn't have <laughs> enough imagination to do that. <laughs> but if you leave that laundry on the edge of a couch or whatever and you don't specifically say, please, <laughs> Kelly, do not knock this off, then it is fair game. And I want to see it on video. This is the sound of a gavel. Judge John Hodgson rules, that is all. Brian and Kelly, thank you. You're listening to Judge John Hodgman. I'm bailiff Jesse Thorne. Of course, the Judge John Hodgman podcast, always brought to you by you, the members of MaximumFun.org. Thanks to everybody who's gone to MaximumFun.org slash join and you can join them by going to maximumfun.org/join
The Judge John Hodgman podcast is also brought to you this week by Aura. A-U-R-A. It's a simple but meaningful gift that you can give your mom or your dad or your step-grandparent or your uncle or your friend or anyone that you want to keep connected in your life who might not live near you. It's a digital picture frame from Aura. It's perfect for sharing pics of all the things that those friends can't be there for, from family vacations to grandkids' graduation to whatever. I have one of these, and I got one for my dad, and I got one for my mother-in-law, and it's amazing. We look at the photos all day long, and we're able to easily update their Aura frames so they see all the latest pictures from our lives as well. It comes with unlimited storage, simple controls on the frame, you can upload as many photos as you want, and your mom or your dad or your stepdad or your stepmom or your friend or whatever can pick the perfect one. And it takes only about two minutes to set up. Seriously. See why it was named the number one digital frame by Wirecutter, uh, The Strategist, and Wired Magazine. Right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code Hodgman. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code Hodgman. Terms and conditions apply. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is also brought to you this week by Babbel. Okay, it's 2024, 2024. Oh, if hindsight were 2020, I, I don't know what I would have done differently. All I know is that I'm taking every day in this year and trying to get better a little bit every day. That's what you do. That's the way progress is made, step-by-step, day-by-day, bird-by-bird. And that's the way it is when you're learning anything, especially a new language with Babbel. And if Babbel can help you start speaking language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in the rest of this whole year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars to private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts, real human beings, to help you start speaking a new language in as little as one, two, three weeks. Studies from Michigan State University, Yale University, and others continue to prove that Babbel is better. And that's not just the Yale football team putting their thumb on the scale because they love learning Indonesian from Babbel. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. Take that, Yale, I guess. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but this is only for our listeners at babbel.com slash Hodgman. Back for another game. You know it. What's going on? Just one more week till Max Fun Drive. <laughs> Hard to believe. It's been a heck of a year since the last one. We're now a worker-owned co-op. We raised $50,000 for charity last year. And we've added a bunch of awesome new shows. But do you think we're ready to do it again? Absolutely. Lovely new gifts are lined up. The episodes will be amazing. And wait till everyone hears the bonus content. Yeah, plus they know to go to MaximumFun.org newsletter, so they're getting all the news. Oh, like that meetup day is on Thursday, March 21st. Then what's bothering you? Me? Oh, nothing. We're all set for Max Fun Drive to start on Monday, March 18th. I just didn't want you to see this coming. Check. What? Hang on! 
Most of the plants humans eat are technically grass. Most of the asphalt we drive on is almost a liquid. The formula of WD-40 is San Diego's greatest secret. Zippers were invented by a Swedish immigrant love story. On the podcast Secretly Incredibly Fascinating, we explore this type of amazing stuff. Stuff about ordinary topics like cabbage and batteries and socks. Topics you'd never expect to be the title of the podcast. Secretly Incredibly Fascinating. Find us by searching for the word secretly in your podcast app. And at MaximumFun.org. We have a special guest on tonight's program, a special surprise guest. Don't we ever. Would you please announce this special guest? Well, when we decided to come to Atlanta, which the locals, I understand, call Atlanta. (laughs) There was only one person I thought of who I wanted to come on this program. Uh, She is a native of Atlanta. She is a resident of Atlanta. She stars as my favorite character on my favorite television program. Please welcome to the stage, Archer's Amber Nash. Amber Nash. Welcome to the Mr. Justice John Skowronski podcast. Hello. Hi, guys. I'm super excited to be here. Thanks for having me. We are thrilled to have you here. Uh, Pam, uh, (laughs) Amber, of course, stars as Pam. You can call me Pamber. Oh, thank you. Pamber Bamblin. Mm hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, and uh, she's, she's been kind enough uh, to come on Jordan, Jesse, Go, mm-hmm. my other comedy podcast, uh, mm-hmm. and was, was a wonderful delight and is a wonderful delight on television and an Atlantan. It's true. Uh, are you originally from Atlanta? Yeah, I, I grew up actually in Gwinnett. <laughs> Jimmy Carter Boulevard represent. Just Sounds north like a of dope the city. Boulevard. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Or like a a kind boulevard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. the kind of boulevard that builds houses and lives forever. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, and I brought I brought a gift. Oh, very kind. For your honor. Oh, really? I, I, I heard that you were a big fan of sad, defunct hockey teams. Oh, that's true. Of which Atlanta has two. Very proud. I don't mean to correct you, but there's no reason to say sad, defunct hockey teams. It's redundant. (laughs) All hockey teams are a little sad, and the defunct ones, extra so. (laughs) Very true. Oh, wow. Thank you so much. When I learned this, I thought to myself, oh, man, you've definitely got some thrashers stuff. No, I don't have a single thrash. Well, That was, there was a cry from the audience of sheer disgust. (laughs) I'm going to guess a guy (laughs) went, what? And that that was the end of my vocal career. (laughs) Is it possible that Lil John is here? (laughs) He comes to every show at the Variety. Sure. Um, He really supports the local scene. I would like to present you with this. What? An Atlanta, what? An Atlanta Thrasher's gnome. <laughs> now, now, I have to tell you a funny story. So, 
So he was living in my backyard, as gnomes are wont to do. Sure. sure. And I was Until like, Until well, you catch and kill them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then petrify them. Right. Yeah. So I took him inside, because he was dirty, to give him a bath. Yeah. So I put him in the kitchen sink to start bathing him. Yeah. And his eye fell out. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which makes him sadder and more defunct. That's, I, let me, may I take a look at this? Yeah. Gnome? But if you shake him, you can hear that his eye is inside his body somewhere. This <laughs> is an incredibly disturbing <laughs> entry in the Conjuring horror movie universe. It's in there. I tried so long to get it out. And I had little, to... His little eyes inside his, yeah. his, his little terracotta body. Yeah. I feel like trying to get the eye out of that gnome is the world's <laughs> saddest executive toy. <laughs> Maybe we should get Kelly out of here and she'll play with it like it's a cat toy. Yeah. I definitely want to put it on the ground so she doesn't come over and knock it off something. Is the gnome a, a, a mascot of the Thrashers? No, I believe no. that for a while, and correct me if I'm wrong, the NHL was making gnomes for all the teams? Sure. They'll try anything. Right? And so I'm a gnome collector. Oh, you are? So a friend gave that to me. Oh, that's we know nice. you're a you're a known gnome. No, no. A known gnome. Dang it. Collector. A known gnomian. How many gnomes you got? Um, well, my husband hates them, so he started discarding them. So I think now I'm down to like six. Whoa. Yeah. What? Your all-time high, what would you have, would you say? Um, well, when I was single, I had a lot. It's lucky that I even found a husband. I had like probably <laughs> over 50. Over 50? Yeah. Yeah. Gnomes Did they other... just take up the entire other half of your bed? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was all gnomes. And gnomes of this size, or? Oh, all different sizes. Wow, so now you have six left. Yeah. It's sad. It is sad. Uh, and obviously you want to get rid of this scary <laughs> yeah. old one. Yeah, without an eye. Well, I'm so touched that you would think of me and, yes. and bring it to the podcast. So thank you very much, Amber Nash. Amber Nash is here. Thank you. Amber is going to help advise us on our cases as they develop through That's the right. next segment of okay. the program. Yes, this is the this is the segment that we call Swift Justice. We have settled some law here on this stage, but there is still injustice in Atlanta because that was Florida law. <laughs> so we ha don't have a lot of time, so we're going to hear three cases in quick succession in a segment we call Swift Justice. Jesse Thorne, set a timer for 15 minutes, roughly. And Mark? Five minutes per case. Let's bring out the first litigants who I hope are from Atlanta. Please welcome to the stage Michael and Tara. Michael and Tara. Michael is already wearing an Ohio State hat, so maybe this has gone foul again. Are you from Georgia, or do you live in Georgia currently? We live in Georgia, yes. Yes. Oh, you live in Georgia currently. Yep. Where are you from? Um, originally Ohio, right. Tennessee, Georgia, oh. all over the place. Oh, you're all over the place. And, and Tara, you are from where originally? Um, I was born in Kentucky, but mm -hmm. I've lived most of my life in Tennessee. In Tennessee. And now you live here in, in Atlanta? Uh, right outside. BS. Right outside. Okay, great. So what, who comes to this court to seek justice? I do. What is your petition? What is your complaint? What is the problem? Well, the problem is that... For a very long time, ever since we've known each other almost, mm -hmm. whenever someone has asked me what my favorite color is, I tell them that it's clear. God. Clear. Yes. Clear but, like your eyeglasses. Clear. Right. Clear like Crystal Pepsi. Clear. Sure. Yes. 
clear like the service John Hodgman uses to get through security before I do. <laughs> That's right. I'm a, I'm a horrible monster. I'm a clear member of a horrible monster. It's true. Yep, clear like that. Yeah. And yeah. Tara um, does not approve of this. And... Well, explain in your own words before I start yelling at you. <laughs> um, obviously, clear is not a color, um, not by definition, not in science. Um, to be a in science. <laughs> To be a color, you have to reflect or emit light, and clear lets it pass through. So, yeah, um, right. I yeah. mean, it's the definition of clear. <laughs> Tara, are you a, a scientist by training or profession, or did you just have to find some way to explain to him? And so you, you did research to ex- into optics. I, I, to, I did use the internet. You used um, the internet, yeah. Yes, um, yes. Initially, you were just yelling, this is in defiance of God's will! (laughs) That's that's very accurate, yes. Before we get to the end for you, (laughs) can you tell us why your favorite color is clear? Let's just say hypothetically that that were a color. What Um, do you love about clear so much? I think clear, like I, in my personality and everything, I try to be uh, transparent and... Oh, boy. Oh, boy. And, um... Michael, you hear the boots. <laughs> They're coming through perfectly clear. <laughs> I know a little something of the mob, having done a number of these shows. <laughs> I think I understand the psychology here, which is, you're not telling the truth. <laughs> you are coming up with a fancy reason to explain why you like clear. That, that's true. Yeah, I knew it. <laughs> you know, because you want to sound as smart as Tara sm- sounded when she talked about optics. <laughs> but this is not about a fancy explanation. This is about a gut-level explanation. If you are not a double liar who is saying clear is your favorite color just to be quote-unquote interesting, if this is true and not an affectation, there's got to be some gut-level thing. Amber, does this bring anything up for you? Yeah, we'll talk to Amber for a while while you think, look deep into yourself and try to come up with a real answer. You know, the only thing I can imagine is that he likes to see through things to the underlying colors of them. He's nodding his head like I really made up something great. (laughs) (laughs) So is it maybe that you like all colors? Mm, That could be. What do you think about Amber's interpretation? That's a better made-up reason than mine. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we have to make them up because it's hard. It's difficult. What things that are clear bring you pleasure? A, a, a glass of water and a clear glass? A window overlooking a beautiful scene? All things that are clear a sky, are, are A skylight yeah. above your bed? Yeah, I, I think that clear as a color is a great conversation. That's what I like. Oh, you are trying to be interesting. <laughs> You're trying to stir the pot that, of crystal yes. clear stew. <laughs> little bit. A little, little bit, bit he's showing. A little bit. Oh, Michael. Any further questions, Amber? No. I have one further question. (laughs) Thank you, Jesse. It's clear... (laughs) Forgive me. (laughs) It's obvious that you feel that this generates interesting conversations. Yes. 
Uh, I am going to turn to Tara and ask, does this generate interesting conversations? <laughs> well, um, when he was 16 and started this, I guess it was interesting conversation, but it's been 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> um, Did you know are you also was... still trying to decide who the best member of Hoobastank is? <laughs> Barry, did you know? Uh, did you know Michael when he was sixteen? Ah, uh, yes. We wow. Should, yeah. So you've been dealing with this for a long time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's what I have to say about it, Michael. While you were thinking through your true thoughts, I was thinking through whether or not this could be a legitimate preference, and what I would say if I were you. And I remembered, I flashed back, uh, I'm a time traveler, <laughs> to a moment, I think, at Alex May's house when I was in probably third grade. And there were a lot of Legos around. And Legos come in many colors. But I remember wanting to make something only out of the clear Legos. Ooh. That had a deep atavistic attraction to me. I loved the Spaceman Legos. I loved the, the Spaceship Legos. But what I loved the most were the clear cockpit canopies that you would put on there. Very pleasing to me. I'm not saying it's my favorite color, but I think it's a legitimate thing to say my favorite color is clear. But not for you. <laughs> because while I was doing the hard work thinking, <laughs> you were acknowledging, maybe for the first time in your life, that this is just a mid-90s conversation starter for you. <laughs> and therefore, the next, conversation color, the next conversation starter can be, is clear a color? But you can no longer say my favorite color is clear. I apologize. Come up with a better color. <laughs> Michael and Tara. Please welcome Austin and Natalie. Austin and Natalie. Who comes to seek justice before me? Which of you has the complaint? I do. You do, and you must be Austin. Yes, sir. And what is the nature of your complaint? Uh, so we have a container of trail mix in the kitchen, and about every two months or so, Natalie will go in and just eat the chocolates only out of it. And I would like her to stop. Let the record show that Natalie is smiling, a Cheshire cat grin of absolute guilt. I take it you do not deny this? I do not, and I accept that it is not necessarily a great thing to do, but I think I should be able to anyway. <laughs> let, the, let the record reflect that celebrity guest Amber Nash is suitably impressed with that justification. I am. Speak to that, Amber. Well, I'm assuming, do you pick up the trail mix at the store? Actually, he does all of the grocery shopping, but I did just have a baby. That's oh, great. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. What style of baby is it? <laughs> the female style. Okay. Oh. Uh, well, congratulations. Thank when did you, you have this baby? Three months ago. And what is the baby's name? Zora Ann. Zora Aww. Ann. Yes. And so, yeah, you deserve some chocolate, right? I agree. And the reason, would you like to hear the terrible reason that this is even in our home? The trail mix, you mean? Oh, He's yeah. trying to gain weight. What? <laughs> Austin, how dare you? 
and why, why are you trying to gain weight? Is everything okay? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I started going to the gym with my friend, and uh-huh. I started losing weight. And I don't have much weight to lose, so I thought to go the other way. Don't you feel terrible for him? What a sad predicament for him to be in. Get off my stage. <laughs> So you're picking up this trail mix. You need those calories. You're try- it's not just nuts and, and, uh, and dried fruits for you. You need that chocolate. Mm-hmm. You need it all. You brought some evidence, right? Let's take a look at it. <laughs> Slide number one, please, Deep. Oh, boy. Okay, this is a floating orb of trail mix. I didn't know that you could get it this way. That's really amazing. <laughs> how, how do you do that? <laughs> Keeps it in very tempting clear containers. Clear. Oh, I love clear. (laughs) My favorite color. Oh, look at that. It truly looks like if you could make a rubber band ball out of trail mix. Yeah, it does. It does. Uh, And may I ask a question? Natalie, I'm assuming that when you sit down and start picking the chocolate out, that because you know that your husband hates it, it makes the chocolate taste all the more hilariously delicious. Actually, it's kind of the opposite because I have a very uh, disturbing guilt complex. And so whenever I realized this bothers him, it like made it less enjoyable for me. And then I felt really guilty about it and I started buying replacement (laughs) (laughs) M&Ms. And uh, whenever he brought this case to you, I have abstained from all M&M eating until you make a ruling so that I'm doing the right thing. Wow. 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 You have a better marriage than I do. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, she doesn't have a thousand gnomes in her house. (laughs) Because, Amber, you would say that the stolen chocolate is the sweetest chocolate. Absolutely. The chocolate that that makes another person angry (laughs) is the the one that gives you the best. That's right. (laughs) Yeah. I don't want you to feel guilty, Natalie. I agree. Uh, What's the next... The next slide. Oh, this is. <laughs> this is the trail mix after the chocolate is removed. I do see one M&M down in the bottom left, mm-hmm. and it oh. uh, appears oh. to have disguised itself as a raisin. <laughs> it does. And let the record show like that, that Natalie is walking over to the screen trying to grab that <laughs> M&M off the photograph. A single that. tear rolling down her cheek. That's not true. <laughs> God, why did you make me this way? <laughs> Austin, why don't you just buy some chocolate for your lovely wife? Uh, she told me not to. Why? <laughs> because I just had a baby, and I'm trying to be healthier, but on occasion, after a long day of teaching 10th and 11th graders, yeah, I come want, on. thank you, in Atlanta area, um, I want chocolate, and I like that they're a little bit salty. Yeah, I think that this is, this is not a dispute between the two of you. you. You need to come to some peace with the fact that chocolate is good. Mm-hmm. And that takes, <laughs> that's a lot for me to say, because I have no interest in sweets whatsoever. I do not have a sweet tooth. I have an alcohol molar. This is no. <laughs> but, you know, all things in moderation. You, you yes. deserve to have candy. I agree. That's why I eat his M&M's. And you don't need to steal. You don't need to go through this shame spiral of stealing it out of the trail mix. 
you know, and, and then feeling, you know, bad about yourself, especially since trail mix M&Ms are dirty. They're dirty with nut powder and... See, and I like the, the salty sweet. You like the salty sweet? I like it. It's like, it's an Look, added Look, I'm not dynamic. doing an ad for M&Ms, but <laughs> they have like a thousand different versions of it. There's got to be a salted caramel M&M at this point, right? No? Yes? No? Anybody? Yeah. Oh, you know what's good? The pretzel M&Ms. They are. But that's, that's a good yeah. combo, right? But it has, it's, I don't want to disparage M&M's, but I think, the peanut, I think that the pretzel ones feel dusty in my mouth. Yeah. Oh, all right. <laughs> Look, everyone likes what they like. Amber, what do you think is the solution? I think that you should keep two different containers of trail mix. Yes. And when one gets completely empty, but it's still like greasy and salty, then you dump a bag of M&Ms in there, shake it around, and then you can go to town on those when you get home from a long day with your kids. I think that's fantastic. That is a beautiful idea. Pre-trail mix M&Ms that are just for you. (laughs) Like truly mix them up. And Austin, congratulations. Have fun with your baby. Thank you. Austin and Natalie, please welcome Garrison and Tyler. Garrison and Tyler... I saw the two of you lurking in the wings, and I'm like, I know those two. I yeah. met you at that meetup at the bar yes. in uh, Atlanta a few weeks ago. Yes. And you were about to get married. Yeah. And did it happen? We did it. Well Yay. done. What is the nature of your dispute, and who brings this complaint? I bring the complaint. And you are? I'm Garrison. Garrison. We have both very androgynous names. That's that, and I get easily confused. Yeah, yeah, and but I have we're a terrible memory, we're so. more married straight people. Sorry. Um, it happens sometimes. So, the problem is that he does this thing that I think brings him joy. Oh no, Tyler! But makes me. Oh, I'm just reviewing the case. I had forgotten. Oh, Garrison. It, it I, makes please oh. please go ahead. I apologize okay. for interrupting. Garrison, earlier the judge congratulated on you you on your marriage, but yeah. he wishes to rescind his congratulations yeah. and instead mm-hmm. offer condolences. Yeah, yeah I, be- I believe when we had the Judge John Hodgman meet up at my parents' basement, I uh, I blessed your marriage yeah. in, a, in a, a non-denominational, completely agnostic way. Yeah, kind of a pagan satanic way. That's maybe. right. Yeah, and um, na- and now I I may rescind my blessing. We'll see what happens. Yes. Yeah. So he does this thing. I think he likes it, makes him happy, makes me feel ill and sick inside, um, where he adds like a SH sound on words that don't have that. Um, so, so like smallish or no, 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 I have a no, biggish appetite? No, no. so no. I'm oh. going to have him demonstrate. So we were talking about Jimmy Carter and how he fell recently and hurt himself and what, what happened to him. Uh, Jimmy fell on his pelvis and he had to go to the schnoshpital. Yeah. <laughs> the schnoshpital? Yeah. I, I, told, don't, I told you not to do Jimmy to this crowd. Uh, there's a perfect, we love Jimmy. There's we love a perfect example of respecting the dignity of the office. Yeah. <laughs> we can see the Carter Center from where we live. Let me just... Uh, you mean the schnoshpital? Yeah. The schnoshpital. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh. 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 The records show that Garrison is cringing when I said Carter Kinder, uh. it, it does. It, it, there is a kind of misophonia trigger to this, yeah. uh, and um, I don't. I don't know, Amber. What do you think? Uh, is it only at the beginning of words? And is there an "in" also thrown in, like yeah. like schnozberries? Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> there is. There is an "in." It is sometimes in the middle, and there's another sound that 
I think it came from the, you, can you do it? Well, it's the classic chicken or the egg argument, so I'm not sure which one came first, but. Um, no, let's hear about the schnicken and the schneg. <laughs> <laughs> I, sometimes at work, I, mean, I have a really uh, boring job. Most jobs are boring, but I have a really boring job. That's, and not, I like true. To, That's not true, Tyler. Most jobs are not boring. Okay. If well, you have oh a boring gosh. job you don't like, you should get out of it. Maybe you'll stop doing this thing with your mouth. <laughs> uh, I'll never stop. Unless you rule so. I'll well, then stop don't blame it. your job for what is obviously uh, something that gives you pleasure. I like to walk by rooms full of people working, and I, I walk by, and, and I go, <laughs> just really quickly, and run, run oh. down the hall like so they you, can't catch me. Like you sucked them into an airplane toilet? Yeah, just a little. <laughs> just a little <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay. A little that's, slurp. That's fun. That's actually her least favorite, it's, which I'm surprised she didn't bring up, is that she doesn't like, you don't like when I call kisses, I say, can I get a little slurp? <laughs> <laughs> I married him. But Garrett, we, we are bound. <laughs> have, you been, have you been doing this for a long time? Um, a while. Like, yes. Maybe it forever. feels to me like you've been doing it for a millennium. <laughs> I but I mean, have you tried to stop doing this? Is it a compulsion? It, it, I, I think it's, it started as a joke and it slowly became a compulsion. And it, I think oh. it definitely is now. I can't control... When we're in the car and I see something, it just comes out. And it's just, as, well, what's astonishing to me is that you were able to hide this from Garrison until you were married. Oh, she knew before. No. She, oh, she knew before. She, she, she went into the slurp. He trapped me by watching shark movies with me, and then he started doing it once we were in love. Right, because you didn't know, because he was like, let's yeah. just watch a shark movie. And yeah. <laughs> and then it snark. Was a snark movie. Snark, snark yeah. movie. By the way, uh, please do not say shark movies ever again. There is a shark movie, and we, that's it. Well, we like that yeah. one a lot. Deep Blue, Deep Blue Sea. sea. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Jesse. Deepest, bluest, etc. That's right. So, <laughs> it's gross. It's gross what you're doing. Garrison, is this just a thing where you feel that Tyler is being a real Dorcas and you wish he would stop, or it actually gives you sort of auditory pain to hear these things? Like a little bit of both. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think it's like misophonia level. It's not like when my dad is chewing gum in the car. But, um... I think we all know what that's like. Yeah. (laughs) But it's still like... Like, I can't help but, like, curl into myself and, like, hide from it. Yeah. That's when the slurping starts. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a um like what a wet willy would sound like. Yeah, I don't even like the no. I don't even like that word wet willy and sweat willy. Stop no. those god. <laughs> we are about half a step from someone saying schmoist. Oh, oh. <laughs> I did it on purpose, friends. Some things sound terrible. And yeah. I think you're aware of that, Tyler. <laughs> and I think that if you want to continue to get slurps, <laughs> you should stop saying that word. You should stop repulsing the most important person in your life. Uh. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't think that all of these things are equally terrible. I'm going to say that there is a continuum of schnoffleness here. <laughs> The schnospital, despite the fact that you were making a joke out of an injury of a great person, (laughs) 
That to me is the least offensive. To me. To me. Slurp and uh. are tied for most offensive. One, because they're both repulsive. One of them is repulsive uh, to a captive audience of your coworkers who don't deserve this and did not choose to share their lives with you. And therefore, it is basically an act of terrorism. <laughs> and two, the other one actively uh, as, uh, causes revulsion in the person who should mean the most to you and has chosen to spend mm-hmm. her life with you. Yeah. So I think you should keep Schnospital to a, a minimum. <laughs> yeah. Right? I'm not going to completely gag order you Thank on you. your hilarious affectation. <laughs> It's a verbal tick. Thank you. It's a verbal tick at this he point. You don't think you can it. control it? I don't right. think I can control it. I mean, he's obviously adorable, and he's got a great, great taste in chunky sweaters. I, bu- I bought him that. Oh, nice. Well, yeah. then you have great taste, and people have great taste. <laughs> uh, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna order slurp and out of the picture because yes. it's not cool to do that to your coworkers, and it's not cool to do that to your wife. All right. Garrison and Tyler. My blessing is retained. Thank you for being here. Amber. Yes. Archer's, is it 11th season yeah. was just announced? Yeah, we're making it as we speak. Can I tell you something that, I, that occur, it occurred to me as I read that on, on a piece of paper earlier tonight? Sure. I have never seen a Bergman film. I have seen every episode of Archer. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm good with that. I'm happy with that. Yes, that's how we like it. Uh, Amber, it's been a joy to have you on the Judge John Hodgman podcast. Thank you so much for your wisdom. Thank you. Thank it was you so, so much, much fun. Amber, Amber and- Nash. Our thanks to all the litigants who shared their disputes with us in Atlanta, Georgia. Our thanks to John Combs for naming this week's episode Clothing Arguments. This episode was recorded by Jeff Bird, produced by Hannah Smith, edited by Jesus Ambrosio. You can follow us on Twitter at Jesse Thorne and at Hodgman. Hashtag your Judge John Hodgman tweets hashtag JJHO and check out the Maximum Fun subreddit to discuss this episode. We're on Instagram at Judge John Hodgman, where we post evidence from our cases as well as other fun stuff. And we will see you next time on the Judge John Hodgman podcast. Yes, we will. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture Artist owned Audience supported